lace up your boots and get ready for TM5 United, your one-stop shop for all the news about our five stripes. Here's your hosts, Abner Castellanos and David Donis. Hello, everybody. Welcome to TM5 United. We are recording on a Thursday night. You guys get two podcasts in one week. Uh, talk about a deal. Abner, do you think they're tired of hearing from us or what? We are the eight. No, man, a bit. After a game like yesterday, woo, they want to know what we're talking about today. We got a lot of good news, a lot of bad news, got a lot of sad news. But, hey, best part of it, we got a 4-0 win. We are excited. It was packed. We were loud. Can't wait to talk about it, David. But you said packed. Like, how, how packed were we talking at the best? It was bed? packed. No, it was packed. It was, it was, it was, all, right, all right. When I got there, um, when I sent y'all the video, I was like, man, it's going to be one of those games where it's, like, spotty. And, you know, right before kickoff, it it, it got uh, it filled it up pretty well. You know what? All of Atlanta runs on CP time, bro. Because I see it all the time. You're like, dude, is anybody going to show up for this game? And then, like, 10 minutes into the first half, boom, all of a sudden, the whole stadium is full. The only time it doesn't get filled is when the Falcons play there. Aye, well, here we go. Here <laughs> we go. But, no, obviously, me and Abner are in better spirits because it's always uh, a good uh, day of the game and the day after where you still got that uh, that glow of having that win, especially because we break that four-game losing streak that was looking really bad, and we did it in style. Atlanta United won. Four to zero. So Abner, what are what's your first reaction to this game? Hey man, we started off hot. Um, Arujo started off really on fire, man. He was he was go getting, you know, and um, he was out there making moves, making things. I mean, I just wish they would shoot a lot sooner or pass the ball a little quicker. But I mean, I think that's um, you know that was throughout the whole game. But no, they came they came out strong. They came out fighting. Um, really, really exciting, man. That's. That's when you, when we thought what was going to be like the first couple of games with Arujo being the attacking on that side, Amala through the middle, you have Gigi up top, and it, it was it was a beautiful dynamic to see um, just starting that game off. I know Gigi came off the bench, but uh, we'll get more into details of that. But no, I mean, I, I think all together was the best, most complete game I think we had. Granted, the opponent didn't really give us that much of a threat up top, or, you know, anywhere around, I think we control the midfield well. Um, but it, it was a good uh, stepping stone to get back to where we're at. You know, we protected the home. We got our three points. And, you know, a lot of good came from this game, I think. Definitely, definitely agree. And uh, let me just go through the, the key moments of the match. So, uh, as Abner stated, we started the game really strong. We were attacking all guns of blazing. Um, it, it, you know, we were we we had chances, hadn't converted. But then we get bailed out with a pretty lucky PK, and Amada comes up in the 10th minute, take the PK. And I swear, I thought it was Abner taking that penal because oh, that thing oh. that thing almost didn't even make it inside the stadium. I could do any any anything else not that good, but PKs, that was my baby, baby. Yeah, all you have to do is take a PK baby, is you, you, you cover your eyes, and then you just, like, toe poke it and see where it now, goes. You know, you know what I used to do? I used to take three steps back. I used to look at the uh, at, at all my you know cheerleaders that I had right there on the crowd, <laughs> wink at them, give them, blow them a couple kisses, yeah. and then just shoot with my left foot, even though I knew I could make it with my right. 
Easy the crowd. Style. The crowd. Uh, yeah, what crowd, right? There's like 20 people there, dude. It's I remember played at Douglas County High School. I could hear my mom the entire game. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Amada, really, really, really bad PK miss. But he makes it up in the 29th minute with another amazing free kick goal, upper 90. It was pretty funny because you could see... Uh, the, the the one of the Chicago Fire defenders was was kind of cheating to block that that side of the goal, um, and he still he still was able to nestle it in there right in the corner. So you, you only see that against really top free kick free kickers free kick uh, takers in the world that, that the defender starts to cheat that way. So I mean what a, what a beast that he can just he's a, if you're playing against Atlanta United, do not you cannot give a foul around the 18 because you know that's dangerous spot for Almada. But then we got, um, uh, so it was a 29th minute. We get the one one nil up, and we really, and this is the part that, you know, we, we've struggled with this season. We let Colorado hang around way too long. Look, the scoreline is 4-0. It, it's a great result, but we didn't get our second goal until the 80th minute. Um, Arujo finally, finally converts in the final third. He gets the goal in the 80th minute with a beautiful run and a beautiful finish. Then that's when the floodgates opened up. Colorado was pushing, trying to get anything to, to work. We got Tyler Wolf that gets a goal in the 87th minute. I know we haven't heard his name in a while. And then we get our uh, our tank, Gigi, scores the final goal in the 90th minute. And uh, game is over, 4-0. Great win, Abner. I like the win. It's great. But I, I still, you know, we still need to taper expectations. Um, just like I mentioned, um, Colorado's a bad team. They had a lot of injuries. And we're not going to face teams like this regularly where <laughs> every time we had the ball, it felt like we were in on goal. I mean, the <laughs> amount of times we were in the final third. And I'll go I'll go into the stats a little bit later, but, I mean, the amount of shots we took is are, are ridiculous. And that's not going to happen frequently. we got to do a better job of converting our chances. Yeah, definitely. You know, but one thing to point out, David, is, like, whenever we're playing teams like this, this is what we're supposed to do. So that's one thing I was excited. Now, the how long it took for us to get there that that was the worrisome man i was i was sitting there with andrew and i was like bro like we gotta get another goal we have to get yep. another goal. they're gonna get one chance and that's one chance they need protected and david like like every other team they do they score and they just bunker down and it gets so difficult right, right. so i think keeping it so open you know allowed kind of gave uh colorado hope that they can tie it and you know which they had some really good chances and but also kept us uh, able to play our game and open up the field get some crosses in and some counterattacks. so you know luckily we you know once we made the first the second goal you know the goals just kept coming um so i think it was a great great team effort but like you said it's expected right but it's a good expectation that we were able to get that win and uh the way we did it as well Right, and and like you mentioned, uh, Colorado was east. You know, even though you're dominating on the field, you're doing all things right. You're creating chances. You're deadly. If you're up one zero, all it takes is one. We saw it against Charlotte. You know, they weren't doing anything. They got the first goal. Um, so they're one goal away from tying it. And we they, they had that shot from the and a great save from uh, Westberg that was it was going up upper ninety shot from probably like twenty five yards out. Great save from Westberg. But I mean, that could have easily tied it up, and then we're probably talking about a different game. And we've talked about about this before, um, especially with Atlanta United. I think of of all teams in MLS, 
That first goal is so important, whether it's for the opponent or for us, because when we get that goal, like we saw in, in um, Wednesday's game, we don't have to commit as many numbers forward. We can sit back a little bit. We're going to have the ball anyways because we're a possession-heavy team, and it forces the other team to come to us. So when they come to us, guess what happened? You open up space in the back, and that's what allowed us to, to attack more. If you're going into the half 0-0, you know, that's when teams start to bunker. They're way back there. It's really, really hard to break down. So anytime Atlanta scores the first goal, I mean, we have a good chance to, to win at home, of course, and draw or win away. Very important. So Abner, let me ask you, uh, obviously when you win 4-0, uh, it's really hard to critique anybody. You know, I think the whole team really played well. Um, but what players stood out for you? Uh, Sosa. Sosa. Sosa, yeah, I think he really did control that midfield really well. He played really great, you know, making some good key tackles, making some great passes. Uh, I think he he was one of the ones that had an overall great game um, for uh, Atlanta United yesterday. Um, of course, Amada had his great goal. And, and you know, hats off to uh, Arujo. You know, he finally showed what we were expecting and the flashes that we've seen uh, throughout, you know, the last couple of seasons that he's, you know, he was with us, and we're gonna—I say was because of other news that broke today, right? Uh, we're gonna get yeah. into that a little bit later. Um, but that's that's frustrating for us, right? It's frustrating because we knew you had the number ten, and I know a lot of people are like numbers don't mean anything, but we know you're number ten, you're top ten in the in the um, in the MLS uh, um, to salary. And so, yeah, there's going to come expectations with that. Has he met those expectations? Honestly, no. Have we seen flashes of him like we did yesterday in the game before where he, you know, showed 15, 20 minutes of, you know, flashes of just division and taking on people and stuff like Yeah, of course. But, you know, it's just the consistency is, wasn't there. What we expect, especially one guy that's our DP. Um, I think Westbrook saved us, man. <laughs> he made some great saves. Uh, that upper 90, man, I thought that was going in. Um, yeah, was it was like, a great shot. You know, it, was it was a great was, shot, great save. Yeah, because where we're at, we're right next to the supporters, so that shot was um, on the other you goal. See you could see it like coming. You could, yeah, you could see it. Yeah, it's curving, curve. I'm like, oh, no, oh, no. And then, you know, he comes out of nowhere. So I think uh, Sosa and Westbrook definitely uh, earned it. And um, I, you, if I'm not – if, if I'm not uh, mistaken, you're the one that called uh, Hernandez to start, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah, and he had a great game, too. He really did get a great game as yeah, well. Yeah, we, we forgot to mention that uh, Caleb Wiley is with the with the USU 20. So yeah, that he, was, he was that's David's fault. He didn't put it yeah. on the notes. <laughs> so he was out. <laughs> so you had Hernandez pinch in where Gutman was, would play because Gutman was obviously out with the red card. And then you had um, Etienne playing where uh, Caleb would usually play. So um, both Hernandez and Etienne had uh, had good games. Um, Etienne still, he's kind of has the Rougeau effect where he just gets in so many dangerous spots, but uh, he, he just he either like the, he doesn't shoot at the right time, holds the ball too long, makes the wrong pass, but he is the one that he came, hustled, got that touch on the ball that caused the foul that led to Amada being able to take that free kick that got us the first goal. So, uh, you know, nothing to complain about. Again, it's just the overall team. We got to be more efficient with the when we have the ball in those dangerous areas. But I agree with you. I think Sosa had a good game. Rosetta was back in the middle. He looked good, too. And I think this is Arujo's best game. And it's funny. I mean, we talked about it. Everybody knows. The best game. And then we're like, all right, now it's time to sell you. <laughs> but, 
that's not how it happened, but he had a great game. I mean, the way he was taking players uh, was just art. Art. It was all skill. I mean, it was he would have the ball, you know, and he would just turn, turn the player, and just boom, his break of speed. That's why what makes him such a an explosive player. Um, and he had that one where he he dribbled in and just he rifled that shot. The keeper it balanced in front of the keeper and he saved it. I like seeing that because Arujo, like we mentioned, he, he touches the ball a little bit too much. And there there was that one time he had a one-two with. Um, Almada where he gets the ball he lays it off goes to Arujo what you need to do is either one time it shoot it on the keeper or give it right across the six but he takes that one extra touch to settle it to get it on his left foot and then boom the space closes he does whatever we get a corner I mean that that's you know we get a corner out of it but there's gonna be something way more if he just is more decisive on that that the first time he gets the ball um, but yeah I mean the whole team Brooks Lennon two assists he had a great game. Oh, that second, that ball to Gigi, man. That was beautiful. I don't think there's anybody better on the team at crossing balls than Brooks Ledden. I mean, he's, he's a that's, great player. That's Bryce's really favorite like player, too. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> um, Barry and Chol still pretty much useless. Uh, so What you mean? <laughs> we'll talk about it later because, uh, you know, obviously we're going to talk about the news about uh, um, Arujo um, and, and what this team is going to look like in the future. Um, but, uh, Abner, let me just go through some of the stats and it really tells the story of the game. So Atlanta United, of the game. Oh, like, like, like we, like always, they usually do. They dominate possession 66% to 32. Um, our expected goals was 3.89. So pretty mm. close to four. Uh, like my GPA. Hey, yeah, you wish to uh, to Colorado's point thirty five, and honestly, it's I'm surprised expected goals are you know that low, even though we won four zero. But I guess that last ten minutes, it kind of it kind of matches up. But twenty seven total shots for Atlanta to Colorado six. Um, we had forty eight one four hundred eighty one passes to Colorado's one hundred ninety six, so less than half uh, of of ours. And dude, the crazy set. So the twenty seven shots. We had 10 shots on target. That's Eesh. that's crazy. Uh, a lot of shots. Uh, definitely, that's great stats, you know, to, to, to see. But uh, we got to come for it better than that. I mean, it honestly, like the last 10 minutes, uh, Colorado was pushing, right? So that's kind of what started the trend for us to get the goals. But had the game ended at 1-0... And we ended with 25, you know, 24, 23 shots, whatever. Maybe that's really bad uh, conversion of opportunities, you know? Yeah, man, it definitely. It, it, the crazy part is I was looking, um, I don't know what app you guys have out there, or app, what David you have. I have FoutMob. If you look at the shots chart, it looks like uh, somebody's in the NBA's like shooting night or something <laughs> so many <laughs> shots from everywhere it's crazy like that you know um but you know it's good to see that we have all those opportunities um you know going against and like those stats i mean that's that's a that's a tell of the of the tape right that that was exactly what we saw i mean that's crazy 27 shots 10 i mean yeah, yeah. percentages aren't that great but you know opportunity is there and i like that we we can attack from different angles um you know for shooting from outside the box trying to get inside the box crossing it you know low cross attacking them one-on-one um i do have a question because i know you brought it up um do you think a final portion of etienne's game um is hurting him from not starting 
because if Caleb's there, Caleb starts, right? But I just yeah. feel like like he he sees the field so good, but it's just that final part that sometimes you just yeah. it's like he hesitates, like well, is he gonna cross it? Is he gonna shoot? Is he trying to do something like so? Um, like how, like how how would you help a player, or what do you think is gonna help him? Do you just you know obviously with the news of uh, Arujo, yeah, um, I think he'll have even more opportunities and hopefully get more comfortable and not hesitate as much. Um, Cause that's what it looks like. Sometimes it just, you know, it looks like there was, there was one in particular where um, they were on a breakaway and I thought he was going to try to take them on, but he went for a cross and Gigi was the only one in the middle. Um, mm-hmm. He went for a low cross. And then there's another one where, you know, he can, um, you know, you expect a cross, but he goes for the one-on-one. So it's uh it's a little difficult to, to kind of, you know, see where, where he's at, you know, cause I think he's been playing good. But I just think, you know, he just needs to either find a rhythm, uh, you know, or just make make that decision quick and just go for it, you know? I think you said it right there. I, if I was the coaching staff, I'd be like, look, you're doing everything right. You get in space. You get in these great positions. Be more decisive. I, I, what I like what I like what players do, and, and this is, you know, something, you know, I've seen the Premier League a lot with, with players like, uh, you know, Didier Drogba, uh, Thierry Henry. You can get, when you get that ball, um, and even Ronaldinho did a couple times. You can, you they have the speed. Etienne and Arujo, the same thing. You don't have to keep touching the ball, touching the ball, trying to cut in, do the take one touch, use your speed, and just let it rip. You know that will let the player be like, oh, this guy's shooting on demand. It makes them commit more. So if you get a second one, then you kind of have more leeway to maybe do a couple of extra moves um, and get down to the end line. But every time Etienne has the ball or Rujo, they know what's coming. They know you're going to try to, you know, dribble to get yourself in the best position possible. So you, you got to do, you got to be, uh, you know, keep them off guard. Like you do with your wife. You know, she never knows what to expect. You never know. Hey, babe, I'm coming home at eight. Don't show up to three in the morning. Curveball. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for sure, man. All right, man. You got anything else to add before we go into the next match preview? Um, so Goodman does come back, you know, it's only, was it a straight red or is it a straight red still just one, right? Yeah. Still just one. Does he miss the next game too? Uh, I don't think he does. Hmm. Well, I'm Wait, just no, saying no. like, cause I think we're not, uh, Hernandez played a great game. Cause so do you try to keep him in or, or you think that was just a kind of plug in situation? Well, I do. So I, let's talk about that in the game preview because I, I want okay. to ask you what uh, what lineup changes you, you think okay. are going to happen. Yeah, but okay. So yeah, just to close out, man, it was a great atmosphere, great game. Um, you know, I just hope we keep this momentum going. And uh, you know, Atlanta United played really well. Gigi, man, how he holds the ball up there, man. And I texted you this is that's that's what the forwards need to be doing. And uh, it's it's it was nice to see the hold up play and you know, find the outlets from there. So that was great to see. Um, overall, a great game, great atmosphere once again. Um, nothing much, really. It's expected. You know, we were expected to win. I said 3-0, 4-0, you know. Gigi had to get his, you know. I think he's scored every game now, right? Almost uh, well, he missed, the, he missed the one um, uh, against Charlotte, I believe. He yeah, scored in that game. Um, but yeah, so great win. Obviously, we can't. We, we celebrate for a little bit, but we can't dwell too long because we got another game. Saturday, we got uh, Chicago Fire 
uh, versus Atlanta United. We're playing in Chicago at Soldier Field, I believe. Uh, Head-to-head, we've got Atlanta has seven wins. Chicago's got five and one draw. So Atlanta's got two up on them. So Atlanta United, was even before the win, we still stay in fourth place, but we got 21 points now. And Chicago is in 13th place with 14 points. Chicago's coming off of a 2-1 defeat to our good friends uh, at Charlotte, Charlotte FC. Um, and they were actually leading in the, in the first half 1-0. So Charlotte came back to win that game in Charlotte. Um, and as, as people recall, we already played Chicago earlier this year where Atlanta won 2-1 um, at the Benz. And we actually won that one in the 90th minute, 99th minute, excuse me, uh, uh, with, a, uh, with a goal. So, um, and also, dude, <laughs> it's kind of crazy, but Chicago have not lost at home. Yeah, so, I was just saying that. <laughs> dang. <laughs> I know. I mean, it's a, it's a good record to have, um, you know. So I, I think it's gonna be gonna be tough for us. Uh, it's, it, I don't I don't think Atlanta United has fared well at Soldier Field. It's gonna be a difficult game, but you know, it's it's still it's still MLS. It's the East. It's, you know how hard it is to win away at home. I mean, I went away at home, yeah, and let alone get a draw. Um, but they, you know, the players to watch out for the, for them is they got their Polish forward Casper Przbilko, Przbilko. There we go. And obviously, we all know Shakiri. Uh, to Shakira. Shakiri, which oh, he hasn't Shakira. been, he hasn't been playing to his potential. Um, he's old, but but he's always he's always dangerous. And also, they you know they 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 got their new coach uh, Frank Klopas after they had fired Ezra Henderson. So they're still trying to ride that little high of uh, of, of getting that new coach because we always see that bump in in professional soccer. You either fire a coach and you got an assistant coach or a new coach, you get a little, a little bit of bump because everybody's trying to prove themselves, right? Uh, so coming so going into this game now that we've seen this Wednesday game, um, Abner. What what kind of lineup changes do you see, or do you think we keep it very similar to what we played with Wednesday night? Because we are going to be missing Caleb Wiley for sure. Uh, I believe Gubin is back because I think it's only one match. Um, I think it's only if, like the foul is really really bad that you're out two matches. And then we saw dude, uh, Gigi man, he was kind of uh, hobbling for a little bit. Obviously he he was able to score a goal after that. But I still don't think he's 90-minute match fit ready. I don't know if he starts or comes off the bench. What are your thoughts, man? Uh, yeah, before, you know, before I get into um, you know lineups and everything, I did want to point out that Chicago did beat St. Louis twice, one in Open Cup and one in uh, MLS um, League game, which we know that at St. Louis was one of those teams that started off on fire. Um, so that's, you know, that kind of tells you the story of the MLS, right? You, <laughs> there's t- there's games that you're supposed to win that you lose, and there's games that you're supposed to lose that you win. So um, it's, it's going to be a tough match, especially going up against them. Um, I know they got a couple guys out, um, you know, with the, uh, let me see here. I had him up there with uh, Mueller, which we remember him from the Orlando when he was with the um, Orlando team, um, Teran and Dean. Um, but you know, I think, you know, they're still going to be a dangerous team. Um, now coming from since, um, lineup wise, I think, um, are we going to get into the original thing now or later? Um, 
Well, I mean, he's he, he's still going to start, so I mean, he would be. Oh yeah, yeah that's lineup, true. Yeah, right? it's until June. Yeah, I, I'm thinking like you know automatically, you know, like you know, you know they go. Yeah, okay. So yeah, you're Arujo, ten, you're ten yeah. steps ahead, Amber. <laughs> always, you're always hey, ten steps ahead. My bad, my bad. So yeah, Arujo starts. I think Juju starts. I think he looked good. I mean, I know, um, you know, I didn't. I mean, he got hit pretty hard, but I think that was the only reason he was hobbling because he made a fantastic run to score that goal. So I think he was okay. You um, think? Uh, do you think he plays ninety? Let's. Say I mean if the, obviously if we're in the games three three nil in the seventieth minute he's gonna come off but if the game's close which I think it is you think he goes a full ninety? No, I don't think he goes a full ninety. Yeah, I don't either. There's no, no way. No, no. And honestly, I I don't know what his injury is. Only uh, the coaching staff and Gigi knows, but I actually think he's gonna come off the bench again. Yeah, yeah. Who you think he's he's not starting? Right. Yeah. I. Oh, ah, okay. I think we'll probably put Miguel Barry up there. Oh, yeah, yeah. He did do a little bit better though. I'm, I'll a give little bit, that. but again, we're talking about the so, level. And when I say right? when I say a little bit, it's like he he actually got to touch the ball this game. Yeah, well, it's so it's so crazy the big the the huge difference you can see as soon as Gigi touches on the field because he he the way he holds the ball, the way he makes these runs and just gets in there. He's just always in the defenders' faces, and they know that when Gigi's on the field, they're like, oh, man, our work is cut out for us. Where if you see Barry and Chola rolling around there, you're just like, eh, whatever. Just put a hand on them, they'll drop like flies. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, I I think uh, with – yeah, I think, I mean, movement starts. I think the back line stays the same. Um, I think that Sosa-Roseto combination was really good. Um, so no 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 Ibarra. I don't think so. Not Ibarra yet. Okay. I think they they did well. Of course, Amada, Arujo, um, Etienne, and hopefully Gigi to start off. If not, I mean Barry. I mean Barry's the best of better of both of them. Um, I think so. Yeah, I, I see. Uh, obviously, we're not going to have Caleb again. Um, so I see Etienne getting a start up there. Um, it'd be interesting to see if maybe they may start. Um, Hernandez just because he had a good game um, and maybe give Gutman rest because I, I honestly think Gutman and Brooks Lennon uh, probably are the work the hardest every game and they put a lot of wear on their uh, on their legs because they, they, they're up there in the attack and they got to be back there for the defending. That's a lot to ask for them. So I'll be surprised. Maybe they might start Hernandez just to give Gutman a little bit of rest and just, you know, if things, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? Right. But uh, but I could definitely see Gutman um, just coming back into there. Uh, that being said, Abner, what it will be the score line and who scores it? If you Ooh. have Atlanta United scoring a goal, Ooh. which, come on. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, who's I, gonna start? You know, with this game, um, 2-2. Two two, I think I, uh, I think Arujo and Gigi. If Gigi starts, Arujo and Gigi. If not, I'll go with Arujo and uh, and man, Etienne's got to get got to get one. Uh, I also have a draw, which I think that's a good result. We we talked about this so, uh, again. If if you win at home and you get a draw away, it's it's great for MLS. I think it's gonna be a draw, and I have it one one. And I think just because Arujo got sold, I just have a feeling that he's just gonna blow up. Like he's gonna get the goal because that's just that's just how uh, the world works. So I have it one one, Atlanta United Chicago Fire tie. You have it two two, a draw. Um, I'll, I'll take that any day of the week. 
Oh, yeah. let, let's move in. I'm going to move into a couple news and notes. There was a little bit of news that dropped, um, dropped uh, today, actually, but I'm going to leave that for the very last thing. Before we get there, we mentioned it. U20 FIFA World Cup starts this weekend. Uh, so, obviously, um, me and Amber... Guate, guate. So we got U.S. and Guatemala that we're going to be watching. USA is going to play Ecuador, and uh, Guatemala will play New Zealand. So uh, that'll be fun to watch. We get to see uh, Caleb play for the U.S. So hopefully, you know, I don't know if he's starting or not, but uh, it'd be it'd be really great to to see, you know, him get some meaningful minutes if not starting. And uh, because I think Caleb, I think Caleb is going to blow up. So really quick, I just I'm just gonna go through the groups of just just the just uh, U.S. and Guatemala because I don't even care about the rest. <laughs> <laughs> and so Group A, you got Argentina, Guatemala, New Zealand, Uzbekistan. So in this one, it's not the full uh, 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 tournament like the World Cup. So you actually have a few third place teams that that get through. So uh, Guatemala has a chance. <laughs> <laughs> giving us every possible chance yeah group b you got ecuador fiji slovakia and usa so you know it's funny when you look at like uh, under you know uh youth tournaments you can't really judge them like you do the national team like the regular national team because you never know uh <laughs> some of the teams that you think won't do much end up being really like great teams for some reason at that at the youth level so you really don't know what to expect, That's, but hope, hopefully the U, the U.S. and Guatemala perform well. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely going to um, try and catch most of the games. Um, I know it um, starts, uh, what, Saturday, you said? Yes. Saturday. So, yeah, so I'm definitely going to obviously keep my eye on the USA and Guatemala, um, try and watch as much as I can <laughs> um, with work. And then Isaiah's got a... a tournament this weekend so we're going to be all the way out in uh, the Luth for that one um Ooh. so hopefully thomas, i can find a, a bar thomas or something thomas score a goal for me yeah hopefully i can find a bar so we can watch the games and also depending how he plays how much i have to drink yeah I mean, he <laughs> a lot after the games just kidding my uh, uh my uncle your dad told me that he used to drink before to watch you play just so he can you know enjoy himself you know, because it was yeah, so I know. I mean, when, once I score ten goals, I mean, what else are you gonna do? <laughs> so, I, so while we're talking about this, we, we were talking about the U.S. So, big news for for how do you say it? for Lauren Bulligan? Bulligan. Yeah, he uh, <laughs> uh, twenty-one year old uh, has committed to the U.S. So he's on loan from Arsenal, um, and he's got nineteen goals in thirty-four game thirty-four games. Uh, he was he previously, previously I believe was playing with the England England um, youth team, mm-hmm. uh, but he has committed to the U.S. Abner, do we finally have a striker for our national team? We have an impact player. I'll say that we have an impact player. So we have somebody that's definitely gonna has proven you know at the level that he's playing at. Um, so I, it's a great you know I think. You had to give your hats off to Burhalter for this one, maybe. You know, I mean, I think he had something to do with it. You well, know? it was also what he said himself. He said it was the the U.S. fans that showed him a lot, lot of love that really made him make the decision. Uh, because a lot of people were like, "Hey, you should you should join the U.S. national team," like kind of joking. He was just like, "Hey, maybe maybe I will." And sure enough, 
I mean, so. the U.S. Yeah, U.S. Definitely, the fans definitely like all the tweets. Every like every outlet. I'm talking about not only like MLS outlets, but like you know just every fan base retweeting photoshopping with the jersey on them yeah. and all, doing all that which is awesome right i mean as a player you know you want to go where you're loved and you want to go where you know you can go and improve something right he's not i mean obviously he does definitely makes us better um and we got to see the dynamic of the team as far as you know the chemistry and all that but i think it's a, it's great for us uh getting these dual nationals to um, you know join us get ready for the big 2026 that's going to be here in the u.s um it, you know, get us going. We now we just gotta wait for who's gonna lead us there. Who's gonna be the men in charge, right? Right, exactly. Yeah, I think it's great for U.S. soccer. We've been struggling trying to get an impact player that 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 can just find a way to to score a goal. So I think he will help. Hopefully, he performs because he looks pretty. He looks pr really excited to play with the national team, which you love to see. So that's great. Um. I want to give one more little tease before we get into the big news, but MLS also released their player salaries. So um, there's a few to me, Abner, that, that stood out. I don't know if you had a chance to look at it, but you mentioned it earlier. Arujo is a top 10 play, uh, paid player in MLS. I believe he gets like $4.4 million. But one that was pretty crazy, Caleb Wiley, only $87,000 a year, but obviously he's a... He's like, uh, you know, I don't know, what is this, his uh, second, third year? He's a young guy, it makes sense. Um, but Etienne makes 700, about 700K. So does a Luis Abram, that's an expensive bench piece. Um, <laughs> Roseto, 800K. I mean, a lot of money for players that really aren't performing that well. Anybody else uh, stand out to you, or do you, what I said is pretty much what, what caught I think your the eye? A, I think the Abram was the one that caught me. You know, I thought he was going to be come out here, and you know, and I think the plan was for him to take kind of take over Purata's spot, right? Because I mean, Miles Robinson, I mean, that's going to be his spot unless you know something happens or whatever call ups or anything like that. But he, uh, yeah, Abram, man, I was like, whoa, like was he like expected to start and be one of our top guys uh <laughs> well when we, when we signed him he was supposed to be that but right. i think we saw you know other players perform better and he was honestly to, to, in his defense i don't think he's gotten really a fair shot because just the players that were there were performing well i mean really i mean the back line hasn't been uh that big of an issue so it makes sense um and honestly, you know, I, I really wouldn't want to change anybody in the back line to put in Abraham. But we'll see now that things are, <laughs> a lot of pieces are starting to move as we get closer and closer to the transfer window. So here is the big news, Abner. Luis Arujo has confirmed being sold to Brazil's Flamengo, which uh, Arujo is Brazilian himself. Uh, reportedly for eight figures, so at least $10 million. And I believe you confirmed it that that's that's close to what we had bought him for. So we're either going to break even or make more money depending on what that final figure is. But we get to keep him until June 24th. Abner, what are your thoughts? I can't wait till June 24th. Damn! No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, I, I think I've you know, express my feelings over this top topic. 
every time we talk about him, I think he's one of the hottest topics just because you expect so much from him, right? Um, I think he's had like 12 goals, 11 assists, or the other way around in the tenure that he had with us. So wearing the number 10, you know, being a DP player, you know, you expect a lot, right? But then you look at the list, right? You look at the list and you're like, you know, when you, the top 10 highest paid, you have Shakiri Insigne, which, you know, we already talked kind of a little bit of Shakiri. He, you know, I mean, obviously he's not that, he still, you know, got called up for the World Cup. But, you know, he was, he's not that Shakiri that we all know. Um, he's seen, yeah, I mean, I think right now with injuries and everything. So, but you can tell when he steps on the field, he's still, you know, he still has it. Um, Chicharito, he's still doing well. Benardechi is another one. Yeah, uh, but that, like you mentioned, that, that top 10 list is full of people underperforming. Exactly. Yeah, players. it's crazy. Yeah, that, that's what I was looking at because I was like, dang, like, I didn't even know Pendeke and, uh, Costa were up there enough as far as uh, getting paid, yeah. which is crazy, right? Uh, but uh, but yeah, man, it's 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 exciting. It's um, I'm ex- I'm excited to um, to see what we do, right? Like you said, are you excited um, to lose Luisa Arujo? No, no, I mean I'm not excited to lose him. Um, I get it. You know, I think Atlanta United had a good offer, and I think they were able to negotiate and maybe get a little bit more, or at least close to what they paid for. So it's really not a big of a loss. Um, I'm more excited to see what Atlanta United is going to do in the summer. Are we going to bring someone in and make a big splash? Are we going to wait till the season is over? Are we going to try? Are we going to try and bring somebody? To try and keep Armada, which I mean, I think that's <laughs> that's not going to happen. Yeah. But I want I want to get into that, but but before we do, let me ask you three. Uh, let me ask you a question. So, uh, first, for hey. Atlanta for Atlanta United, is it a good move to get rid of Arujo? Uh, it's indifferent or a bad move? And then for Arujo, is it a good move for him? Indifferent or a bad move? I think it's good for both parties, right? Okay. Now. It's- now, do you think do you think this was Atlanta United trying to get rid of him or uh, uh, Flamengo just wanting Arujo really bad? Or do you think that Arujo wanted to be, uh, you know, traded away? Because what are the odds that it's a, uh, he's Brazilian, it's a Brazilian club. It, it's yeah. A part of me thinks <laughs> that he have may, he may have voiced his opinions about wanting to be traded. Yeah, like go go back home. Yes. Yeah, I think so too. But you know, I don't, I don't know if you remember. I think we talked about it. But remember, in the preseason, there was some um, movement about him getting moved before the season even started back to Brazil. Um, I forgot what club it was. Uh, I don't think it was Flamengo. I think it was another club. Um, but that kind of stopped, and then now it's like, you know, he's leaving. He's going to Brazil with Flamengo. Is still a big club in Brazil. It's, it's a well-known club, so it's not like he. I don't think it's a step down. Um, I don't necessarily. I don't necessarily think it's going to get as much as publicity exposure, or yeah. exposure. Yeah, good word. Um, you know, for him, but he did already come from Europe to came here to go back to Brazil. So maybe this is kind of his way of, you know, getting back home. You know, being with family or just being more in the comfort area. Uh, cause I mean, obviously there's going to be exit interviews. They're going to be press going to be asking him all these questions and, you know, we'll see how he comes about, uh, that situation. It was a more of a 
because I mean, he could easily say, you know, it's it was better for his, you know, for his personal um, growth as a as a soccer player, or mainly it's going to be more of a I'm going back home. I want to be I miss my family, which I mean, that's you know, that's 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 all fine. I don't think and there's no negativity. I think all three parties were were you know shook hands and were you know you know there was no bloody bad uh ill towards anybody so i think it's a win-win for everybody you know yeah and uh luis arrigo is 26 and uh, we signed him from uh lille at that time they were the champions of france so he's played in europe uh you know it was interesting because a lot of the south americans that we signed they they want to go to make that jump to europe so this is kind of different where we're kind of returning them back to where we got them. But, I mean, we got him from Europe, but it's like originally, you know. So he's going kind of back. He's, he's 26, so I would assume he would play out the rest of his career in Brazil or Argentina. But w- with that being said, Abner, uh, how would you evaluate his time with Atlanta United? Not financially. This is about pure performance and him being a DP. Would you say it was a success? Would you say it was broke even or it was a bad, a bad stay, stint, investment, whatever you want to call it? Uh, no, I mean, it, he, he was a fun player to watch. He, he wasn't, you know, he was like, whoa, whoa. fun doesn't win championships, Abner. I know it doesn't win championships. I'm, I'm just kind of let me let me get to where I want to get to. <laughs> he was a fun player to watch. But like you said, those types of fun does not get you where you need to go, right? I think, and I've said this, I think too, so many times that I might end up just like saying it in my sleep. But I think it was good for him to go. I don't think he lived up to his expectations as the number 10, as the DP, as what we thought we were getting. I think it was a failure as far as his state here in Atlanta. But... Atlanta United has a great culture of showing love and appreciation, even when they're not show, even when they're not showing it on the pitch to the expectations that we thought, you know, and that sets an example like we talked about in the last pod with Miram. He was only here for a short stint, but he won over the crowd and the crowd, you know, supported him applauded him and, you know, still showed that love to him. So I think as far as the families, we show it's more of a, hey, you know, I know you're not doing what you're doing, but we're still here to cheer you on. And when he came off yesterday, you know, everybody got up, you know, gave him a standing ovation, was like, yes, let's go, like, good job. You heard a lot of positive cheering going towards Arujo. And then it's crazy because we find out today that, you know, he's leaving. So it's kind of yeah. like one of those things. I'm sure he already knew, you know, I'm sure he already knows that he was he was headed out. And you can kind of tell, like, he appreciated the love, and you know, from you know, because he was he came around the um, supporter section. Um, he he felt the love, and I felt like he he feels like he didn't he didn't you know meet those expectations, and but yet we still showed him love, and I think he's gonna appreciate us for that. All right, Edward, don't start crying on the podcast, man. Man, I tell you, man. <laughs> I, I, I'm just telling you from what I saw from my, my personal was. sources. You know, they text me. They text me all the time. Ain't nobody um, texting you. Yeah, hold uh, on. 
but <laughs> hey your yeah. mom said she's gonna come over for dinner <laughs> uh yeah sure why not sure <laughs> hey that's your thea um, you're right <laughs> I, I agree with you i think overall you have to say based on the dp tag and uh what he's put up you'd, you'd have to say it's a failure but like you mentioned he's a player that has great potential i think uh he could have got to a point where he could have been really great for this team and it's kind of interesting because we saw that with with ezekiel botical right his third year of being here, he had a great season. You're like, man, Barco's finally playing well. He's doing everything. And then boom, you know, he's on loan or we sold him off, right? Um, so it'd be interesting now. And we're going into, now I want to get into like, what is the, what the future looks like for Atlanta United. Because now we have uh, Garth Lagerway, who he was, he's our president, was a president of Seattle Sounders. So we know what he's built in Seattle. And he said time and time again, that he wants to change the culture of LA United to get players that are here for the long run and not just to, to sell them off to Europe. Um, not that they're not going to completely stop that, but the main ethos of the team is to have people that are here for the long term because we've seen it time and time again. And we've seen coaches say it too, even Pineda, that sometimes the, um, the intensity isn't there um, or the fight isn't there. And, I think a lot of that comes to because people might be thinking about other thoughts about what I'm going to do after here. Not, this is my team, this is my city, this is my club, this is what I want to do. So I, it'd be interesting to see what type of players we go into the transfer market. I talked about this earlier that Garth said they're looking to get one to three players in the transfer market. I would assume at this point it's going to be at least two because let's face it, we're going to use we're going to lose the Almada. And now we definitely lost Luis Arujo. Um, I don't know. Amada, I know, is definitely going to get sold. I just don't know what kind of agreement we're, we're going to get because I've heard, I've heard people do it, and I think it happened with uh, Mihalovic uh, when he got sold, where he was sold in the summer transfer window, but he was loaned back to, I believe, Montreal to finish out the season, or, or at least they had him for a while. Be sure to see if we do the same thing or we just cut bait, let him loose, and replace him completely. But Abner, for sure, uh, we're going to target a creative midfield, uh, you know, that that that, yeah, that, that creator. Yeah, <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> for sure, we're going to target a player like that. Whether he's out there or not and available, we'll see. My my The big question, because I think we both agree on that, let me know if you disagree. Uh, the second question is, Who's going to be the big DP? Is it going to be um, an explosive player on the wings like Arujo was? Or are we going to look for somebody that can help Gigi or replace Gigi if he's injured or hurt? So a forward or another midfielder, I highly doubt we'd go after a DP defender because we got Miles there. And I don't know. Maybe. Miles might be leaving too, though. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Here's another thing. What if you know we only we find a player for Tiago, we sign a non-DP midfielder, and then we save that DP spot to make Miles a DP. Yeah, I mean that that I mean that can be definitely working in the minds of the front office, right? Because um, I mean Miles, but then you look at the you know, do you want Miles to kind of test the waters out there, right? Waters where in Europe or in, in MLS? Yeah. 
and no, no, Europe. Not, I, don't, I mean, I think if he leaves Atlanta, he's not going to another MLS. He club. better not, because uh, I think Atlanta has learned their lessons that if you're going to lose one of your players to another MLS club, just make him a DP. Especially you know, a key players. Yeah, like if if Miles is going to go to another MLS club, tell him like we'll make you a DP, uh, so long as we have the spots to keep him. Because you know we didn't want to do that with Gressel. We didn't want to do that with Nagby. Um, you know, he's he's a key player of the, of the defense. He's probably going to be a starter for the national team as long as he stays healthy. Uh, but again, if he wants to go to Europe and that's his dream, we're not, Atlanta United is not a club that's going to stop him. Um, but do you think we're going to prioritize after filling Thiago Mata, if in fact he's gone, do you think we're going to prioritize, prioritize a forward or a midfielder? Midfielder, or an attacking midfielder at least, a winger, <laughs> a winger just like Arujo but can finish. I sh- that's tough because the midfield's pretty packed up with good. I mean, I yeah, I like the yeah. rotation that we have. I mean, we're still trying to figure that out. Um, but no, I think they go. You know, what we need would be a winger. I mean, we also do need a keeper. I mean that's I'm I'm getting way ahead because I mean yeah you know <laughs> but you know but way you know, too Brad, ahead yeah but uh, no I think we go you know like for like I think we go for some somebody like Arujo or just somebody more of as a like a true winger like somebody that just flashes okay. down the side like what George, what we thought what we thought George and Dan was gonna be for us when yeah. we signed him I think that type of player so like be um, a Laba type. Yeah, I, I can see that. And I would like to see it too, because now that we have Gigi there, our crosses actually mean something. So I could definitely see a traditional winger. Um, what do you think uh, Arujo's mindset is going to be from now until June 24th? Because I assume he's still going to be starting. We're going to get the most out of him. But like when that happens, what do you think? Is you think he's still 100% committed? And, and do you think Beneda might start uh, starting him off the bench, the closer he gets to his departure date. His departure is what, June 24th? That's what I've seen. Obviously, you know, I don't know. It's sad. Hold on. That's an away match, so. That's so between now and then, we have uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, seis, seven games. Um, no, no I, lo espanol. <laughs> I think, no, I think he keeps it in the line. I think his head. Uh, He's, he's going to want to stay in shape, right? And he's going to want to kind of show the club that he's going to, like, hey, like, I'm worth the money that you're paying, and this is what I'm bringing to the table, right? And at the same time, thank you, Atlanta. I'm still going to go out here and be professional and be the best that I can while I'm here, right? Um, but then you have that third, you know, I'm just, you know, trying to play that third mindset. I don't want to get hurt before I go over there, so... <laughs> You that's know, you still, so you still have that too. So and that's it, why it, I asked the that's why I asked the second part of my question. Closer to that date, do you think Beneda is going to start benching him? One because of what you mentioned, he wants he probably wants to stay healthy, not ruin his future chances. And two, we got to learn to live life without our Arusha, right? So do you think mm-hmm. Beneda will start probably keeping him off the bench or at least taking him off uh, during games and bring another player off? You see that happening because that's what I see happening. Yeah, and I think it's going to come down to a player coach, or sorry, a coach and player conversation. Like, hey, look, this is what we're going to do. And, you know, everybody knows the situation. So I think just like what you said, 
uh, as it gets closer to that day, it would probably diminish. I think he gives them a start at the last home game and subs them out, of course, so he could get a nice little ovation uh, from uh, from the crowd, which, you know, it, like I said, it's going to be because we show our players love and appreciation for what they do to the good end of bad. So, hey, last home game, everybody should wear short shorts. You hike them up. Man. For solidarity, dude. Rock the short shorts. Uh, that's, that's the only reason Becky wants to keep him on the team. <laughs> those, those thighs, man. If, if there's thighs don't love, lie, baby. If anything women love, it's it's men's thighs. So uh, before we wrap this up, while um, while we're looking, you know, I don't know how long it's going to take us to sign players. I assume it's going to be a while. Who takes our Rujo spot? Uh, Caleb Wiley. Caleb Wiley. Yeah, Wiley. We have Wiley and Etienne are going to be now the two starters. So, because uh, normally Wiley starts um, with Gutman. So you're going to have Etienne start with Gutman and you move Wiley over to our. No, 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 no. I like Caleb and, uh, and Gutman? Uh, Gutman on the same well, side. Then, so yeah. you want Etienne, Etienne playing for where Arujo is. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, essentially, yeah, Etienne. Because okay. they, they always swap in and out. Granted, injuries and all that stuff that we've had, but yeah, yeah. Just no, like you know, Machop Chol came in for Arujo. Yeah, I know that was weird. No, no chop, <laughs> no chop, no chop, man. Just hey, man. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, I think I it, sorry to cut you off. I saw my favorite moment of Machop Chop. That's when he was warming up. <laughs> <laughs> um, dude, I was telling my little brother, I was like, dude, Machop Chol needs to like, he needs to get bulk up and lift some weights, man. That. Guy, I think that'll help him like be a little bit sturdier. He's just so so long, um, and he's not a bad or a great player. He's just a player, and I think he needs to figure out what type of style he's gonna be. Because uh, there's like you know we talk about it in the NBA and it felt like a utility player where you can play anywhere and, and do anything right, which Machop Chol is kind of getting that usage. But I feel like it's not in the good way, as in we don't know where to put you. <laughs> you know, not like you <laughs> yeah. can do everything. We just don't know where to put you. You might be, you might be playing goalkeeper next week. <laughs> hey, let me see your hands real quick. Oh dang, yeah, you can play keeper. I just yeah. hope you know, with because you know we had like a player like the, well with Brandon Vasquez, right? We had him here, yeah. and he kind of left and grew into who he is now. Um, I just hope we, you know, Cho doesn't become that because I'm gonna be eating a lot of my words. Yeah, I really hope that Chol doesn't <laughs> take the Arujo spot. I think at the end works the best, but um, I don't know. Beneda for some reason has a soft spot for Machop Chol, but I I, uh, I agree. I think we'll have Gutman and uh, Wiley on that side, and then you got um, Brooks Lennon and at the end on the other side, um, and I think that'll hold down the fort in, until we see what comes down the pipeline. But man. That was a lot longer podcast than I thought it was going to be. Hey, man, we had a lot of cover, with, especially with the news drop and, you know, USA drop and the World Cup drop. And, but and a lot of news dropping in a short short span of time. Short huh? span. Yeah, man. Yeah. Anything you got to add before we get out of here? No, nah, man, let's uh, let's continue this trend. I know I said a tie, but I mean, I would love to get proved, you know, wrong and get a, a win. You know, that would that would be nice. Um and just keep a look at to see what moves these guys are working in the you know 
you know, because you know now that all this news is out, we're going to be getting, you know, oh, Atlanta United is talking to this. Oh, Atlanta United is talking to this. Don't yeah. take everything so serious till it's concrete. You know, just, you know, go with it. But till then, cheer on our boys. Great atmosphere again because it was awesome. Um, I heard from a lot of you guys that, that were watching from TV that, you know, they were pretty loud. Um, so, you know, the atmosphere was great. Let's keep that going. I know we're away, but let's go to Chicago and get, you know, get some pizza. Um, hmm. Go. Um, that's where the beans at, right? Let's go take some selfies where the beans at and, you know, with the with the win on the way back. Yeah. And um, just for everybody to know, the summer transfer window is from Saturday, June 10th. And we'll end Friday, September, uh, Friday, Jeez. September first, twenty twenty three. Um, so yeah, we're definitely the the front office. It, I know they're at work, and if they're not, they better be at work trying to trying to see what's out there. But yeah, let's continue the trend. We got to win now. Hopefully, we can ride this momentum. Hopefully, all the news you know keeps everybody focused. But let's go. Let's go to Chicago, and you know, hopefully, we get a win, and we can have a, a deep dish pizza afterwards. Yes, sir. All right. We're out. Thanks, y'all. Peace. Bye.